0: We began a few weeks ago talking on this subject of there's an app for that. I don't know about you, but I found out there's an app for about everything that you want and a lot of things you probably don't want that you can download on your phone. Here's what we know. Uh, We know that before there was an app for that, the Word of God was already giving us the apps for life. And so we've kind, of been, we've kind of been dealing over the past couple of weeks. We've been trying to help Mike out the past couple of weeks. Uh, first week, we talked to Mike about his purpose and, and how that, that you and I have been given a purpose. We have a destiny from God that has been placed within our lives that we are to live up to. Last week, we talked about anger. Now, I know none of you have ever experienced anger, but Pastor had to tell the truth, and he's had one or two moments of anger in his life, and uh, we're not going to revisit that. That was last week's sermon. Today we're going to talk about the book of Proverbs. If I just take the book of Proverbs, go to the fourth chapter, that's where we are today. And we've been looking in the book of Proverbs. In fact, all these Alps are coming out of the book of Proverbs. The Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the key to life. Now, how many of you would like to have a key to life? I I brought some big old keys up here today. Uh, Don't ask me what they're to. They're to the jail. But anyway... I guess somebody was thinking one of these days, if I ever got locked up, I'd have my own way out. But how many of you would like for somebody to come along into your life and to say, Let me give you a key to everything you're going to need in life? Would, would you like that? I mean, wouldn't that be a great thing? Well, he's here. It is I. Be not afraid. Today, I really am, that's not because of me, it's because of the Word of God. Today, I'm going to give you the key to everything in life. Look in the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and verse number five, and it says, Get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget my words or turn away from them. Now, today we're going to talk about wisdom. And and here's here's what I want to tell you today. Wisdom determines several things in your life. Wisdom determines your wealth. Wisdom determines your favor. Wisdom determines your health. Wisdom determines your success. I'll even give you one more. Wisdom determines your marriage. Some of you really ought to listen up today. You know what? Here's, Here's the deal about wisdom. Wisdom is the scriptural solution to any problem that you have in life. In fact, here's what I want to tell you today. You don't have a money problem. You have a wisdom problem. You don't have a business problem, you have a wisdom problem. You don't have a relationship problem, you have a wisdom problem. And the Word of God says with, with that wisdom, get understanding and apply that into your life and see what God can do in your life. Now, now here's what wisdom, here's the, Bibli- or excuse me, the, the definition of, of wisdom is this. The ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action. Now, I think some of us need to take note of that, not just to to be able to judge correctly, but to be able to take the direct and the right course of action based on knowledge and understanding. That's what wisdom is. And so wisdom... Is that thing which has been placed into our life that you and I need to understand that it's the answer? It is. Let me say it again. It is the key to whatever it is that you're facing in life. You're going to be able to get there if you've got wisdom. And so the Word of God just kind of directs us in that. And so I want to talk about what the Word of God says about wisdom. If there is an app for my life, if the Word of God says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers." Then I need to learn how to live that life. Jesus said in John 10:10 the thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, but I am come that you would have life, and you would have it how? More abundantly, right? And, and so if that's how, now I know, I know everybody wants to talk about tribulating and going through the depth. And if you're really a disciple of Jesus Christ, you got to lay down your life. I understand all that and I believe in all of that. But I also believe that God has given us the wisdom to live upon this earth to receive everything that we need in life. So would you look there in Proverbs 4. Let's move on down just a little bit. And verse 7 says this. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Now, let me say this about wisdom. If if you understand this, wisdom is the principal thing. All right. Wisdom is the principle. It's, it's the most important thing in your life. If, if I were to hire you uh, to, to work in a position and I had a company and I would say, okay, uh, here's this responsibility and that responsibility. and Here's what I want you to do. But now, here I want to talk to you a minute. This is the principal thing. How many of you would know that that would be the most important thing that I wanted you to know? In fact, how many of you would know that that would be the greatest thing that I wanted you to spend your time was on the principal thing? Well, wisdom, according to Scripture, is the principal thing. But you know what I find out about a lot of people? They don't spend a whole lot of time about wisdom. They spend a lot of time about this and that, running here and doing that, but they don't try to get wisdom. In fact, I don't know many people, and and I'm going to kind of dig down for a few moments, so just get ready. I don't know many people who spend their life seeking wisdom. I know a lot of people spend their life seeking wealth. I know a lot of people spend their life seeking status. I know a lot of people spend their life trying to reach and to grow and do all these things. But the Word of God says that wisdom is the principal thing. And that with all you're getting, get wisdom. And with wisdom, get understanding. But you know what? Also, wisdom is this. The book of 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 1 and verse 10 through 12 uh, says this and if you if you got your bible or an ipad or whatever you're looking at the word of god just go there real quickly here's what second chronicles 1 10 through 12 says give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people. Now, this is Solomon. That I may lead this people for who is able to govern this great people of yours. Solomon is now stepping in. He's becoming the king. And he says, God, I've got to have wisdom. And then watch what God says in verse 11. God said to Solomon, since this is your heart, since you wanted wisdom, in other words, and desire, and you have not asked for wealth, you haven't asked for possessions or honor, nor for the death of your enemies. Now, I've prayed that prayer. Not really. And since you have not asked for long life, but you've asked for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you to be king. He said, therefore, therefore, because of this, therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given you. And I will also give you wealth. He said, I'm going to give you wisdom and knowledge, but I'm also going to give you wealth, possessions, and honor such as no king who has ever been before you and no king who will ever come after you will ever have now here's the deal how how many of you would like to have one key that fit every lock in your life come on some of you are are, i I can remember when i was growing up in in middle school and and elementary school and we had janitors back in the day that had a ring of, of Right? Y'all remember those days? And you could hear them coming all the way down because they, they're doing this all the way down. And, and they'd pull that ring out. They had a key for everything in that building. Some, some of you carry about 400 keys in your purse. Half of them, you don't know what they are. But would it not be great if there was one key that fit everything in your life? It fit your house. It fit your car. It fit your office. It, I mean, it fit everything in life. Well, now, I don't know I can give you that. But here's what I want to tell you. According to Scripture, wisdom is the master key to life. You need to understand, as I said earlier, the only problem you're ever going to have is a wisdom problem. If I've got the wisdom, if I know what it is that I am supposed to do, the problem moves out of the way. And I begin to move into everything that I need for life and I need for godliness. Deuteronomy 4, verse 5 and 6 says, See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me so that you may follow them in the land. This is as they're going into the land of of promise, and that you are entering to take possession of it. Now, here's what he said. Observe them, observe these laws carefully, for this will show your wisdom, if you observe the laws, will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees, all the things that I've said, and they will say, surely this great nation is wise and and an understanding people. Now, here's here's the next thing you need to understand about wisdom. The third thing is this. Wisdom is the law of God applied. Here's, Here's what God said to the children of Israel. If you will do what I tell you to do, if you'll be obedient to me, if you'll live the way I tell you to live, here's what's going to happen. All the nations around you are going to look at you and say, Man, those people have great wisdom. You know what? If you and I would learn that the law of God is not to keep us from having a good time. So many people think, well, you know, the the Word of God, it's just those killjoy, it just doesn't want me to have. Wait, Wait a minute. The law of God is for your protection. It's like when your children are little and, and, and you, you kind of lay out some rules. Hey, don't play in the street. Well, I mean, you know, the street's nice and, and, and kind of it's, it's, it's flat and got lines and, and, and it's kind of a nice place to take your trucks as a little boy and run them up and down the street. Why do y'all look at me like that? Of course it is. It's the best place, man. It's, it's the, you know, the yard's nothing like that. But you go to get, don't play in the street. Why? Because there's going to be an 18-wheeler come by. And it's not going to be pretty when he comes by. Well, you just don't want me to have any fun. Right? But how many Christians... When God's word says something, God just doesn't want, wait a minute, God says if you will take my word and you will apply it to your life, that's where wisdom comes in. And people will begin to look at your life and they will begin to see that the presence of God is on you and as you are obedient to my word, then you will have wisdom in your life. You know what, wisdom number four is better than money. I know that one's hard to swallow. Because a lot of you said, man, if I could just have more money. I just need more money. You know, show me the money, right? It's, and so we, we stack it. We stack $100 bills up here today. But you know what? Here's what the Word of God says. The book of Proverbs, the 8th chapter. You know what it says? Watch this. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11 says, For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her or with wisdom. It's it's above rubies. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. Listen, listen, money, if I stack money, $100 bills up here this morning, this high, I want to tell you, you, you'd be looking up here going, man, I could have that money. If I could just get that money. You know what happens, though? Before you got home, you'd spend it. How many of you know you spend 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week, and you sit down with your bills, and in 30 minutes, it's all gone? Right? It took you all week long. And it took you less than an hour to spend every bit of it. Money comes and money goes. But wisdom is better than money. Wisdom, according to Scripture, you know why wisdom is better than money? Wisdom will help you to know what to do. Money is nothing but a magnifier of what you already are. Uh Uh-oh. See, people say, well, you know, that that person, they were fine until they got money, and now they're just mean and greedy. No, 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 they were always that way. No, I'm I'm not, money's a magnifier. All money does is magnify what you really are. A a, a generous person, a loving person, if they don't have anything, they're that way. And if they get a lot of money, they'll still be that way. Money just magnifies what you are. But you know what? Wisdom will help you to get everything that God says is yours. Look in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. We'll find another one here. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 8 says this. Proverbs 4, 8 says, cherish her, talking about wisdom, and she will exalt you, embrace her, and she will honor you. Now, let me tell you this about wisdom. Wisdom brings promotion. Do you want to get promoted at your job? How many of you would like to make more money at your job? Wow, the rest of you are crazy. I don't want to make no more money. In fact, I would say take half of it away. That can be arranged. (laughs) Right? Let me ask that question again. How many of you, I'll ask the the people at the campuses, how many of you would like to make more money at your job? All right? How many of you would like to be promoted? All right? Watch. Promotion. Comes from wisdom. Let me, let me prove it to you. If you are the employee, if you're the person in the job, if you're the person on the floor, whatever it is, if you're that person that every time that there's an issue, every time that there's a difficulty, every time that there's something that's not going right, but you're able to step up and say, Well, now if we would do this, and, and all of a sudden they try that and it works, and, and they go, Wow, man, so and so, well, you do that once, and they go, Well, that, they just fell into it. Right? You know, they, they just found it. But if you do that on an ongoing basis, guess what? That's called job security. Because even if the economy goes down, that boss is not going to let you go. He'll fire your boss before he'll fire you because you are the one who has wisdom, and wisdom brings promotion. Well, you ought to be excited about that. Proverbs 4, 8 lets us know that whole aspect there, that, that in that process, that wisdom brings us not not because I'm so good not because I'm so wonderful but wisdom brings promotion in my life look in the 8th chapter proverbs chapter 8 verse number 18 says this again Speaking this, it says with me. This is talking about with honor. Excuse me, with uh, with with a whole process here of wisdom. It says with me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. You know what? You know what? Wisdom will do for you. Wisdom will increase your wealth. Did you see that? It 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 will bring about in fact the 21st verse says bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full that's what wisdom says it will do in your life wisdom will help you to have the answer that you need so that you can bring about what needs to happen in your life wisdom will increase your wealth you've got to understand that the the reason that some people make more than others is because they've understood how to operate in wisdom now we all we all know the saying we've all heard it a fool and his money are what soon parted right and 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 so we see that happen we see somebody hit the lottery I'm playing the lottery I'm gonna hit the lottery well if you if you're not a wise person I don't care how many millions they give you you're gonna be broke right because because wisdom is what keeps wealth in your life now how many of you know that through life you should be picking up some pieces of wisdom anybody you're you, you learning that well let me let me just give you a few real quickly and then we'll kind of drill down and 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 help you in how to bring wisdom into your life let me let me just talk to you about some things that I've gleaned and garnered over the years that I think are bits of wisdom one of them is this is never reward negative behavior did you hear me? Never reward negative behavior. Now, ha- let, me, let me just explain it to you in this way. If you're a business owner or whatever, you need to hear me carefully. If you've got employees, you need to hear me. Never reward negative behavior. Now, here's, here's what I mean by that. It's, it's when you're in the store with the two-year-old and you get to the checkout line and they got all those goodies there, but we haven't had dinner yet. Come on, y'all looking at me like I—you don't know a clue what I'm talking about. You ever been there with a two-year-old, and they go, "I want a candy bar," and you go, "No, we hadn't had—we hadn't had dinner yet." But mommy, I want a candy bar. No, we hadn't had. We're gonna go to dinner here, and, ah! <laughs> right? I mean, it, you, it goes from zero to nine thousand in one moment. This is just screaming. And, and and guess what we do if we're not careful? Give them a candy bar. Shut them up. That's what Dad says. They're embarrassing me. Go on that candy bar. All right? Now, wait a minute. We shouldn't do that to two-year-olds, but there's 22-year-olds and 52-year-olds and 92-year-olds playing the same game. I- I've just learned as a, as a pastor and an employer and on and on and on, just don't ever reward negative behavior. Let me, let me give you another one. The secret, these aren't in your notes, the secret of your future Is hidden in your daily routine. You want to know what your future is going to look like? Look at your daily routine. People say, "Man, you know, I, I'm I'm going to lose seven thousand pounds." Let's let's talk about your routine. Are you going to the gym? You working out? You you cutting back on meals? You still going down the ice cream aisle at Kroger? Yeah, Yeah. You still stopping at, you know, the bakery every day? I, I, listen, you, you, your future is hidden in your daily routine, whatever it is. If you want to have a great marriage, you, you, you've got to put, put the effort in. in. In that moment, in that, what, what are you doing? You say, man, my, my marriage is just falling apart. Well, let me help you. Your daily routine is destroying your marriage. It's just wisdom. Just bringing it into your life. Let me give you another one. Y- y'all okay? Y'all, you look a little nervous. Let me give you this one. I love this one. And I learned this one years ago. Never complain about what you permit. Can I say that again? Never complain about what you permit. If, if you permit it, then don't be complaining about it. I heard about a guy one time that said every time he'd go to work, uh, he'd open his lunch. He'd, he brought his own lunch. He'd open his lunch and he'd go, Man, I hate tuna fish sandwiches. And this went on day after day after day after day. And finally, the guy looked at him and said, Why don't you tell your wife to fix you something else? He said, Because I make my own lunch. <laughs> Sorry. Never complain about what you permit if your kids destroy your home don't complain about what you permit well let's move on (laughs) can you stand anymore you want me to just quit you will never possess what you are unwilling to pursue If you don't pursue it, you're never going to get it. You say, well, I want to be highly educated. Well, you've got to pursue education. Well, I I want to have a successful business. Well, you've got to pursue that. I want to have a great marriage. You have to pursue it. I mean, why is it, I'll just do this real quickly because this is how I love to do marriage counseling. Why is it that we will spend thousands of dollars, all kind of hours, do all kind of things, pursuing that one that we want, and then when we get them, we quit pursuing Keep on moving, Pastor. Keep on moving. <laughs> I'll give you two or three more here. What you respect, you will attract. What is it you respect? Whatever it is you respect, you'll attract that into your life. It's called the law of attraction from Scripture. It's, it's in there. What I, I, you respect, it's going to come into your life. And, and so we, we see that. In, in fact, I, I have people all the time say, man, I, I, I want to be in ministry and I want to I be used greatly by God and I want to do this. But they make fun of all the preachers. Well, if you don't respect it, guess what? You're not going to attract it. Wow, I'll move on. Crisis, I'll give you, you ready? Crisis will always occur at the curve of change. Right before you get that next thing that God's taking you to or your family's going into, there's going to be a curve and you've got to, and there's a crisis. It's like, oh, what do we do? Are we going to steer off the cliff or are we going to make the change? Are we going to go into the curve? It's your choice. And you know what most people do? Most people break right there and they never go through it. They never go through the crisis so that they can receive what's on the other side of the crisis. And they live their life in the crucible of crisis. Two more. Discontent is the catalyst for change. As long as you're content, you're never going to change. But when you get discontented, I promise you, you'll change. My last one is the one I love. It's the one I've quoted for years, and I get in trouble every time I do it. But here we go. You ready? Great, great wisdom here. Life's too short to dance with ugly women. <laughs> so now you do without what you want to. You get great theological revelation out of it, or you just don't dance with ugly women. It doesn't matter to me. Either way, you want to do that. All right? Now... <laughs> I want to go so many places, but I can't. Let's talk about how we get wisdom into our life real quickly, okay? And it's all found in the book of Proverbs. In fact, if you'd look in the second chapter of the book of Proverbs, we'll find the first place there. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Number one is find the source. You've got to find the source of wisdom. And the Word of God says that the source of wisdom is God. The book of James says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth us generously without upbraiding. So I've got to come to that place where I understand that if I want wisdom in my life, I've got to pursue God. But if I'll pursue God, I will get wisdom in my life. Now look in, in Proverbs chapter 9. Uh, we're going to get to the second one here. Proverbs chapter 9, verse uh, number 9, uh, excuse me, verse number 10 says this, the fear of the Lord is is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding are you ready the second thing that brings wisdom into your life is the fear of the Lord I'm gonna let that settle for a moment because here's what I found is that we have lost the fear of the Lord in our society you, you know what, how many of you know that when you have children at home and the parents are not there, the kids do things, right, that they have no business doing, like playing basketball in the living room, and, you know, two of them just beating the stuffings out of each other, but when mama and daddy walk in, it's like, we can't do that anymore. Why? Because there's a little bit of fear. We're not sure what they're going to be. And there ought, let me just help you. There ought to be. In fact, let me just give you some more parenting advice here. Is that God didn't call you to be your child's best friend? God called you to be their parent. So buck up and do it. All right? So there ought to be a little fear. Well, Well, wait a minute. In your life, God's always in the room. He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll go with you to the end of the age. That means that no matter what's going on, I I wonder sometimes if we would say some of the things that we say if we really feared the Lord and thought He was listening. Now, I'm I'm just telling you. You know, would, would we tell some of the jokes that we tell if God were in the room? Would we act in some of the ways that we act if God was in the room? Because there's this moment that we go, oh, that's God. I'm not. There's a little bit of fear there. But our problem is, is because we don't acknowledge him, we live life the way we want to. So the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning. In fact, that's the place you start. It, it is an awesome reverence. It, it doesn't mean you walk around afraid he's going to strike you dead. That's not what he's talking about. It's talking about that sense of respect and honor to God. That again, let me help you. If the church doesn't do it, then why should we expect society to do it? If Christians don't do it, let me move on. I get way in too much trouble. Go to Proverbs, the 13th chapter. Verse twenty. It says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Here's paraphrase of that. Walk with the wise and get wise. Walk with fools, I pity the fool. Thirdly is right relationships. If I want wisdom in my life, I need people in my life who are wise. I need people in my life who, who bring wisdom to me. I need to be able to involve myself with wisdom with people who are around me. And so what I've got to do is get some people out of my life and get some other people into my life. Let's get the last one so we can close this thing down. Proverbs, the ninth chapter, verse 8 and 9 says, Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Now, let me talk to the church just for a minute. Let me talk to Christians for a minute. It's not our responsibility to tell everybody in the world the wrong things that they are doing. Because they don't acknowledge God. They don't acknowledge. you, You say, well, aren't we supposed to tell them about Jesus? Yes, we're supposed to tell them about Jesus. We're supposed to give them the good news, the gospel. The death, the burial, the resurrection. Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ has paid your penalty. Now it's up to you. We're not called. Hear me. Nowhere in Scripture does it call you to be the judge of the nation. I I know I'm a little contradictory when I say that for some of you. But could it be that the culture wars we fight are nothing more but our arrogance in trying to tell people who don't understand a biblical way of thinking things that will never make sense to them. Boy, it gets quiet in this church. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fourth thing, and this one's going to be a little counterintuitive for you. The fourth thing in getting wisdom is you need to learn to love correction. I don't like it when I'm corrected. No, no, no. The Word of God says that we need to learn to love correction. That means that you are wise. In fact, the Word of God says that you are a fool if you don't entertain correction. Why is it when we read things in the Word of God as a Christian? I'm not, again, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking to Christians. Why is it when we read things that the Scripture tells us that we need to align our lives with, we get mad. We get angry. Listen, if I want to be a person of wisdom, I've got to learn to love correction. Why do I love correction? I love correction because correction gets me to my destiny. It's the old GPS thing. Y'all know me in GPS, right? I've talked about it before. I don't like that woman. She's in this voice, and she's talking to me. And this woman says, turn here. And I go, I don't want to turn here. I got a better plan. I think I can go down there. I can beat that traffic. I can cut there. And so I won't turn there. And you know what that woman says to me? Recalculating. Now, I think that's a swear word in some language. I don't, all right? I think what she's really is saying, this is a dumb man and he doesn't get it. <laughs> All right? Why? Because I think i got a better plan. i got a better idea. i got a better direction. I'll do it my way. True wisdom says love correction. When God shows up in our life and he speaks to us about something, instead of us reacting in anger or saying, God, don't tell me what to do or when we hear a sermon that deals with a certain issue in our life, and we say, I, man, I, anger, I know pastor preached about that last week, but i tell you what, that's just the way I am. Or saying, wait a minute, let correction come into my life, because in correction I gain wisdom. Remember, wisdom is the key to life. And with all you're getting, Get the education, get the house in the best neighborhood, drive the greatest car you can drive, go to the best restaurants to eat, all the stuff. But if you don't get wisdom, your life is really not going to be what it could have been. There's an app for that. It's called Wisdom.